Garden Talk and the Good Food Hour are brought to you by the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market. KSRO Kitchen. I'm Steve Garner. Delighted to have you join us for a conversation this hour celebrating our 37th year on the air, the longest running radio food show in America. And today we journey to Vermont. Just close your eyes, take a deep breath and visualize the beautiful, beautiful architecture and rolling hillsides of Vermont. Have we done that? Now we'll talk with the author of the latest her latest book, My Vermont Table, Recipes for All Six Seasons. It's Miss Prado herself. And uh, Jazina, it's nice to talk with you this morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, you sure look happy on the front of your book. I'm, I, that's how I look most of the time. When did you move to Vermont? Uh, I moved to Vermont in 2004. But my heart was already living here long before that. Hey, but it was the first time you had visited Vermont? Was 2004? No, 2004 is when we moved here. Okay. I had visited uh, perhaps five years prior. I knew that that's where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. And do you have a, a farm? or uh, I, I'm really curious about where you live. Would you talk about where you live and a little bit about the history of where you live. Well, it's a, it's a small farm. It's not a working farm where we have a ton of cattle or anything like that. But the property was originally built in the late 1700s as a tavern and stagecoach stop. And um, so it has very happy vibes from all the um, all the tipsy ghosts. And, and so we have a couple acres where we tap the maples for maple syrup. We have um, farm uh, birds, and I grow hops, and I grow stone fruits, and lots of kitchen gardens. It sounds so idyllic. Did you name the place after the original owner? Yes. The original owner, his name was Free Grace Levitt. So Free Grace and Jerusha Levitt <laughs> built the house and tavern. But Free Grace is just such a fabulous name, isn't oh. it? It's like... Uh, you couldn't make that up. No, you really can't. And so it's it stays. Was he a distiller? Well, he was during the War of 1812 when there was an embargo on British whiskey. So he decided to very smartly uh, start <laughs> brewing his own stuff. And he, he brewed what he called potato whiskey, which to, in my mind is vodka. <laughs> That's not <laughs> vodka to me. But either way, he made a killing, but only until the embargo was lifted, and then and then it was over. What a fabulous spot to land. What's the biggest city near you? The biggest city near us uh, in Vermont would probably be Burlington. Rutland uh -huh. isn't far. Rutland actually is probably the closest. I think I know where that is. In the dedication, you mentioned six people saying, we love you more than maple syrup. I guess that's uh, appropriate, having, having maple trees on your property. It is, and, and it's sugaring season right now, and we are boiling down that sap into that gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Oh, my gosh. How many trees do you have that you tap? Uh, well, we trap about, strangely, only six trees, which ties us over quite well, but they're ancient. They're hundreds of years old, and they give a lot of sap throughout the year. Well, throughout the spring, anyway. Do you have enough to sell, or do you mostly gift it? We do neither. We keep it for our greedy selves. <laughs> greedy, greedy selves that we are. It is so precious. Once you start sugaring yourself and you realize 40 gallons of sap for one gallon of syrup, how precious that is. So, um, yeah, that's just for us and anybody who's lucky enough to get a little little sip of it when they visit. Well, it's appropriate that you include on chapter number six, maple sugaring season, because you talk about the six seasons of Vermont. Yes, there are six. We have two extra that we actually do observe. I'm not making it up. 
And what's the what's the other one? The other is stick season, which is the season between fall and winter. So after the leaves have fallen and you look up at the trees, what do you see? Sticks. But it's uh, also, it also falls during Hall- Halloween time. So it's a little per- – it's perfectly eerie. It's the perfect perfect season for Halloween time. I just loved this book. You opened the book in a very unusual way, unorthodox way, with a quote from um, one of our presidents – well, Silent Cal is a Vermont, uh, very proud, was a very proud Vermont native. And so we we love him, Silent Cal, here in Vermont. I, I was surprised to see that. It was a beautiful quote, too, and I didn't know Calvin Coolidge was from that part of Vermont. The first photograph in the book is really stunning, and I did turn and find the recipe for the uh, crudité, the volovone. Would you describe that to our listeners? Yes, yeah, so it's puff pastry, so th- that, first of all, should tick everyone's boxes. Um, and I give the recipe for my inverse puff, but I am okay if you buy your own as long as it's made with butter. Uh, and then what I decided was we need a recipe for some, some people who are double dippers like me. <laughs> so what it is is your vessel is the puff pastry, and inside lives the dip, and it's a beautiful white bean dip. And then slightly blanched veggies on top. So you can walk around and chat with people, double dip to your heart's desire. And then in the end, the best part is that you get to eat a puff pastry bowl. And you're ambitious. You make your own puff pastry. Well, I'm a pastry chef and I'm a baking (laughs) instructor. So it's not ambitious at all. To me, it's like breathing. And I teach my – I've taught a 12-year-old to make this. So – Puff pastry is not something hard. It is something that everyone can tackle. Okay. And you talk about that in the book. I do, yes. I mean, because I am a baking instructor, that's where my heart is. So I'm convinced I can teach anyone to bake. It is now, I guess, almost spring in Vermont. Would you describe the surroundings? Do you still have snow or are things popping up? Oh, we won't have spring here for another month or so. So right now we are just heading into mud season. And uh, so (laughs) we do have a good, we have over a foot of snow on the ground still. Oh, how wonderful. It's still beautiful. In the, uh, going through the book, I was really intrigued in the ingredients section. Usually they're pretty cut and dry and pretty similar book to book. But you include two that I don't think I've ever seen, and that's, Starch water is an ingredient. Yes. Well, it's something that you, you are, I should say you harvest yourself. So when you are making pasta, when you are boiling potatoes, that water is a gold mine. A gold mine, I say. And so you just have to remember to harvest it. And it's the worst when you're like pouring everything through a colander and only then do you remember, I should have been keeping a jar aside to capture it. And any bread recipe that calls for water, swap out that starch water, and you will have a moister, a springier, a spongier loaf of bread. And I also use a little of it in my omelet to almost give it a custardy edge. Yes, you actually actually tell us to use starch water in a couple of recipes, which we'll get to in just a few minutes. The book is new. Is it out this week? When is the book released, Jazenny? It's out on the 14th, which just happens to be Pi Day. Oh, that is Pi Day. That's exciting for a baker. (laughs) It is. Jazina Bullock-Prado, her name is spelled G-E-S-I-N-E-B-U-L-L-O-C-K-Prado, P-R-A-D-O. The book is My Vermont Table, Recipes for All Six Seasons. Is this your seventh cookbook? Have Have you lost track? It's my seventh book. My first book was a baking memoir. So this is my sixth uh, cookbook, but my seventh total book. Before we take our break in the ingredients section, you certainly are wild for uh, a particular seasoning, Maggi seasoning. Uh, Yes, it's a beautiful thing that I grew up with. Would you describe to our listeners what it is and why we should have it in our pantry? Well, it's an umami bomb. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I describe it as the Northern European soy sauce. So it is wheat-based, and it has that uh, real depth of flavor that can only be described as umami. And if you happen to have a soy allergy but you want that umami, 
Maggie is there for you. Did you just did you get this from your mom or grandma since they grew up in Europe? Yes, since my mother was German and my family's German, they there is not a German household that does not have Maggie in it. <laughs> we'll take a break, okay? About two minutes and we'll be back with my, my Vermont Table, recipes for all six seasons. I'm Stephen Curry. I'm Steve Curry. Hi, this is Draymond Green. I'm Clay Thompson, and this is the home of the NBA champion Golden State Warriors, KSRO. This is Georgia Dare with Cross Country Mortgage. If you're in the market to buy a home, this message is for you. My team and I are experts at providing hands-on assistance to getting your home financing done fast and with confidence. Folks, I've been helping people obtain the right financing for nearly two decades. This experience has helped hundreds of homeowners get through some challenging situations. Maybe you're a property investor, or how about a first-time home buyer? Divorces are very complicated, and you need my experience to understand what your mortgage options are. Inherited property or rent-to-own agreements are also my specialty. Financing a home is a huge transaction in your life. When combined with a challenging situation, you need the advice and confidence to do it right. If you're ready for a great lending experience, call 707-583-8100. That's 707-583-8100. Or visit georgiadare.com. That's georgiadare.com. Cross Country Mortgage, NMLS 3029, and Georgia Dare, NMLS 245370. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing opportunity, subject to credit approval. The 17th Annual California Artisan Cheese Festival is back Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 24th through the 26th, throughout Santa Rosa and Sonoma Wine Country. The California Artisan Cheese Festival is an annual celebration brought together by cheesemakers, experts, and presenters to encourage enjoyment of and promote all things cheese. Enjoy one-of-a-kind tours, tastings, and seminars Friday and Saturday, a fun cheese crawl Saturday evening, all leading up to the main event, the Artisan Cheese Tasting and Marketplace on Sunday. Get your tickets now at artisancheesefestival.com to experience three days of cheese heaven. Meet the cheesemakers and see how cheese is made on a farm tour. Learn tips and techniques for pairing cheese and wine. And try and buy cheeses and so much more at the Artisan Cheese Tasting and Marketplace with nearly 100 cheesemakers and artisan producers. This is a unique Sonoma County event not to miss. Friday, March 24th through Sunday, March 26th. For information and tickets, go to artisancheesefestival.com. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. KSRO Virtual Kitchen. Speaking with us from Vermont is Jazina Bullock Prado. Her new book is My Vermont Table Recipes for All Six Seasons. I'm Steve Garner. Can we jump into spring, Jazina? Is that okay? I wish we would. I want to explore, not from a uh, psychotherapist approach, but your love of arugula. Uh, where, where did this come from? And you write so passionately about arugula, I would even like to read it to our listeners. <laughs> I'm obsessed with arugula, that peppery powerhouse of green. Aside from loving its flavor and fresh crunch, I also love that it bounces back the second the snow's gone in Vermont. You cannot deny the life force that is arugula. And when you've got a crop that's felt the brunt of a long winter, you can depend on it to wrestle its way through the cold, damp earth and bring its spicy charms to your garden before anyone else shows up. That's beautiful, poetic writing. (laughs) Well, I... I love writing about food. It, it is, a, I mean, food is my great joy, arugula being one of them. <laughs> and the recipe that it appears with is the springtime flatbread. Yes. Is that difficult and, to make? Uh, it's not. It, it is a yeast of dough, which some people are very frightened of. But if you're going to start somewhere, it is with this flatbread. It's very forgiving. It is relatively quick in, for a yeast dough. And it is so tasty. And you can really doctor it any way you please. Uh, the shaping of it isn't important. As long as it fits on your sheet pan, you're, you're good to go. And then I love to do a, a white sauce and then combine that, you know, very lovely creaminess with those peppery notes. 
that just balance beautifully. I have not had a can of Underwood deviled ham for probably 40 or 50 years. I loved it. And that you do a deviled ham Sammy was, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I mean, there, I mean, there's some things that are simply comforting. And when you combine them with that crisp butter lettuce and the perfect loaf of like very soft oat bread, it is such a comforting and satisfying sandwich. So beautiful. And I realized that uh, the Underwood Company has been around since like 1840 or 50 and based in Boston. And they still make the the uh, the ham, the deviled ham. Ain't that crazy? It's just I, I love it. It makes me it makes me my my little tender little heart so happy. I can't tell you how happy the photograph and the, the photography is beautiful. Did you do it or did your husband do the photography? My husband did the photography. Well, I'm so lucky. Well, I'm going to make a poster out of the heavenly eggs. No, <laughs> Honestly, they're so sweet. I showed my <laughs> wife that photo last night. She burst out laughing and said, this is one of the most beautiful, charming, wittiest, cutest photo I've ever seen in my life of a deviled egg. Would you describe how you came up with this idea? Well, I, you know... I think Easter, I think eggs, as most of us do. And then chicks, and since we ha raise birds, there's just nothing more heartwarming and just full of oxytocin than a baby chick. And I thought, well, what's a deviled egg? But, you know, a, a, a baby chick to be. So I decided just to take the things that were around the house, little black sesame seeds for the eyes and a little bit of radish for the beak, and the rest is just easy piping. And you've got a little chicken and egg hatching. Oh, it's adorable. It's just adorable. And, of course, you, you run this egg yolk through a fine mesh sieve to make it fluffy and, and pipable. Yeah, it really aerates it. And I find that a lot of recipe, recipes ask you to do a lot of machinations with the yolk that can sometimes make it greasy and break the emulsion. And I don't like that. So I love the texture of the aerated yolk. But it's the other thing that it does is it allows you to pipe that yolk mixture in all of the egg whites, as opposed to those like poor little ones that are left aside because you didn't have enough yolk mixture to fill them all up. Well, it's just beautiful. Onward we go. And right around the corner here, and I'm sure in New England, it's rhubarb season pretty soon. You have a rhubarb meringue tart that's just stunning. It's I mean, there is a lusciousness to that tart and herbaceous rhubarb that really is a kick in the pants for the beginning <laughs> of spring. Onward we go to summer. We want to touch on all of the chapters in your book. And I was taken with the chicken salad fry bread. This led to a revelation of something you never knew about your husband over the past 20 years. I do. Well, we tend to meander along the roads of Vermont on beautiful drives because it's a wonderful thing to do and we'll stop at local country stores because they're thriving in vermont and we had to of course buy some things and they had this gorgeous chicken salad and my husband was just so happy tucking in humming you know when you hum and you like <laughs> kind of dance in your seat and i'm like what's happening and it turns out that i didn't realize that he loves that really pureed deli style chicken salad <laughs> I, we've been married for 20 years i had no idea and i thought okay, it is now my job to make your ultimate, ultimate chicken salad. So that's what this recipe is. It's Ray's ultimate chicken salad. And that recipe also features a use for that starch water you talked about in the ingredient list. Yes, there's always a use for starch water. And you use you it in must, the... You must harvest it. And you use it in the fry bread recipe. Well, and, and so this is a, such a lovely way to make... Kind of ersatz pita, but even better, in my opinion. And it's soft, but it also has that slight crisp edge from the the very shallow fry. And it is as tender as can be, but it still has a bite. So you get great textural elements to it as well. Also in that recipe section is the Helga's potato salad. Now, that seems to be maybe a little plebeian, but you write about this with such great nostalgia. Well, in our family, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, as Germans do. And my mother would make her potato salad only on that day. No other day would there be a potato salad but on Christmas Eve. 
And I realized when I grew up that I was a grown woman who was allowed to make Helga's potato salad any time of year that I wanted. <laughs> it took me a while. Like, my, Helga was, you know, she, her, her, uh, her cautioning was very strong. So when I realized that I was grown and she didn't have to know, I started making it uh, in the summertime. And it is a beautiful potato salad. It might look innocuous. But, boy, it'll knock your socks off. Onward to the fall chapter. I was very taken with this historic Vermont recipe for the flip. Oh, the flip. It is one of those things that you would have in a tavern, uh, and they would stir it with a hot poker. So it would impart a smoky flavor, of course, and it would heat up the grog just a little. So that rum would, I think, sometimes would catch a flame which must have been so fun and a little frightening. Onward we go from the fall chapter into the stick season. And I liked a couple of recipes there. I earmarked dog team tavern sticky buns. Wow. Using some mashed potatoes in that recipe, eh? Mashed potatoes make it so much sticky yummier. They are, if you love sticky buns, you haven't had a sticky bun yet because they are so just luscious and this the dog team tavern um used to serve them as an appetizer also in that chapter you're really the master of alliteration bullock brown butter banana bread yes my my nephew and i uh concocted this with of course leftover bananas and uh but there's nothing better than a bit of brown butter to elevate even the simplest thing. With winter right around the corner in the winter chapter, you have a recipe for corned beef. Is that pretty easy to put together? I wouldn't say that it's easy. You need saltpeter. Okay. So it's one of those, it's a very historic recipe, and I call it one of my brave little uh, recipes. It's essentially like putting um, uh, gun gunpowder <laughs> in, in your meat. But it is one of those recipes that if you go back far enough, it comes up again and again and again. And I thought, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least tell people how to make it. Uh, And then so they could make the choice of actually buying it in the store. You have such an open-minded palate. I like that about you. In the maple sugaring season, one of the uh, recipes I starred, of course, was the cider gummy bears. You love them. Well, I'm a huge fan of gummy bears, period. (laughs) <laughs> but the combination of that buttery, sweet maple along with that concentrated cider, it's, it is so adult yet childish all at the same time. And that gummy chew is just the best. It just makes you giddy. And that's our sixth chapter, Maple Sugaring Season. So we've raced through the book. I hope we've given the listener a taste of how expansive your cooking style is. It's a beautiful book. My Vermont Table. You also have a website, and I know you're on uh, TV, the TV Food Network, aren't you? Uh, I had a show called Baked in Vermont. Yes, perfect. My Vermont Table, recipes for all six seasons, and I'd like to give away a copy of this great book to a lucky listener. Would you give me your favorite number today between 1 and 10? Are you asking me? Yes, I am. Oh, my favorite number would be 4. Caller number four at 636-1350 will win a copy of My Vermont Table. Why number four? Uh, because for some reason, that's my lucky number. <laughs> 99% of the people on this show over 37 years have said number seven. I'm glad that you've broken that the mold. You've said number four. Thank you. This is great. I love talking with you. I hope that it inspires listeners to certainly check out the book and even visit Vermont if they haven't done so. Take care. We would love to have you visit. Thanks, Jessica. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And we want to mention that a couple of people have called and asked for the spelling of her name. It's G-E-S-I-N-E Bullock Prado, P-R-A-D-O. The book is My Vermont Table, Recipes for All Six Seasons. And I will mention because I didn't want to focus on it. She is the sister of actress Sandra Bullock. It all runs in the family. Great stuff. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll meet a couple local restauranteurs in Santa Rosa that are really changing the landscape. Maybe some of you have dined there, but after this, a lot of you will want to dine there. Sonoma County's new...
KSRO on FM at 103.5 in Santa Rosa and Windsor, and now at 96.9 in Petaluma. Agricultural Community Farmers Markets bring you fresh produce, meat, and dairy each week year-round. Saturday and Wednesday mornings, 8.30 to 1, the tradition continues at the Santa Rosa Community Farmers Market in Farmers Lane Plaza. Living Being Farms has a great selection of produce and super sweet oranges. Ortiz Family Farms grows everything in Sonoma County, super fresh and local. Chem Farms has blueberries, strawberries, and even blackberries, all certified organic. Need a warm-up? Mark from Tea and Trumpets has the best tea. Enjoy at the market or at home. J&J has beautiful deep red hothouse tomatoes. Rojas Family Farms is bursting with juicy mandarins. Sunny Cafe Food Truck is back every Wednesday with breakfast offerings. Santa Rosa Seafood offers the freshest fish around available every Saturday. Big Shift has a wide variety of muffins made with seasonal ingredients and also has gluten-free options. Info online at I Love Farmers Market. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, where it's fun to shop healthy. Your food is fresh and provided by local farmers and ranchers. These farmers offer the freshest local produce and select beef, pork, seafood, and freshly made sausages. A variety of cheese, eggs, and dairy are all at the market. March brings fresh salad greens and avocados, variety of olives, strawberries, fanciful dates, and plant starts. Shop the market's creative local artisans. There's fresh made pastries, including gluten-free and breads that are still warm. Enjoy coffee, breakfast, or lunch from the market's variety of prepared food. Try the delicious, sweet and savory real French crepes made to order. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, winner of the Press Democrats Best of Award. Open Wednesdays and Saturdays, 8.30 to 1 p.m. at the Luther Burbank Center for the Arts. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, where it's always fresh, local, and fun. Experience the best of Sonoma County with deep discounts from MySonomaDeals.com. New deals pop up often. Sign up on our My Sonoma Deals website to receive alerts about upcoming local deals. From staycation accommodations to restaurant gift cards to car wash vouchers, you can choose to receive emails or text alerts. If you are a business and recognize that this no-cost marketing campaign with vast media exposure would be beneficial to you, yeah, contact us at SonomaMediaGroup.com and click on Advertise. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I'm KSRO's Dale Tresios with Sonoma County's most accurate, most dependable forecast. Flood watch in effect until Sunday morning. Today, about a quarter of an inch of rain. Temperatures in the mid to low 50s. Wind speeds will be calm inland, but up to 20 mile an hour wind gusts along the coast. Quarter of an inch of rain for tonight, low 48. More rain then for tomorrow, about a half an inch. Temps near 60 degrees. Very similar for Monday and Tuesday as well. Depend on weather every 30 minutes. On FM News Talk 103.5 and 96.9. KSRO. In the KS Auto Kitchen, I'm Steve Garner, celebrating our 37th year on the air, longest-running radio food show in America from Santa Rosa, California. Glad you could join us this hour as I get a chance to meet Lisa LaDon and Charles White. We're meeting for the first time, although I've dined at their restaurant here in Santa Rosa. It's called Cozy Plum. Thank you both for coming in today. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having us. So are you, are you both trained chefs from the CIA, or what is some of, what's your background in cooking? Uh, not a trained chef, no. Um, background is just, um, you know, home cooking. Uh, started very young, um, learning to make uh, pancakes and scrambled eggs and stuff as a seven or eight-year-old. You know, I grew up pretty poor, so we had, uh, you know, um, boxed food and canned food, and I just learned at an early age how to try to um, make it as best as I could, try to improve it, 
and uh, I think that's basically where most of my training comes from. And you worked in restaurants, didn't you? I, I worked in front of house. Um, mm -hmm. The cooking that I did in restaurants, I was in my very early 20s, and for about a year I was a pizza guy at uh, a place called Pizza Gogo -Go in downtown San Jose. Yeah. So I went in and I made the dough and, you know, cooked the pizzas. You know, that, that was about it. And what about Slice of Life? Slice of Life. Um, I was a, a busser and a dishwasher there for about a month. Okay. Yeah, you saw that in the paper. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. We, we had attended and frequented Slice of Life for many years. My wife and I was there forever. So you got into the restaurant and cooking world because of some health concerns? How did that play into this decision? Well, yeah, the, the, the health journey that I was on, uh, which, you know, began with, um, you know, heart failure and diabetes and obesity, uh, it was pretty serious. I was in really bad shape. Um, and I really kind of took, um, took the bull by the horn, so to speak, um, in late 2015, September, October, and um, really just decided that wasn't the legacy I wanted to leave anyone, myself, my children, my family. And um, so becoming you know plant-based guy uh, was you know about two years into that journey um, and when I realized that um, I actually really liked the food and and that I could um, that there wasn't a lot I was going to be missing um, Trent you know uh, making the change was was relatively easy and it was um, it was there that it kind of started what about you Lisa what about your journey how did you guys hook up to open this restaurant yeah well we've been um, we went to Twin Hills together in Sebastopol and then Annalee High School and then like you do you become Facebook friends and so for about 10 years we just kind of liked each other's things and you know stayed in contact we had a ton of shared friends and then I um, ended up with a ruptured spleen in 2017 and um, actually was in the hospital the night of the fires and um, evacuated and at that point I felt so out of control with the way my treatment was going because I wasn't recovering that Charles reached out and said can I bring you a vegan meal and so we hadn't really seen each other since high school and all of a sudden he showed up with this vegan food because hospital food was so awful that I felt like I, ha I was out of control in every way so taking control of my own health by my by eating which was the only way I could at that point I was you know so reliant on the medical industry um, that that made sense to me and very quickly we're like well we can veganize this and we can veganize that I come from a really big Italian family so I was like I don't want to give up lasagna so how do I make an amazing plant-based lasagna and mm -hmm. we just started doing that he started making videos and everyone kept saying this is delicious so we started talking about maybe a food truck and then Gaia's garden came up for sale and he walked in the door and he told me and I'm like should we do it And he goes absolutely not I'm like, okay. And so then we keep talking, keep talking. All of a sudden, maybe we should. And so we ended up taking a really big jump into something that we were maybe excited about, but knew very little. Well, Gia's Kitchen had been there for many years. Govinda, I remember, was there before. So it was an established part of the junior college neighborhood next to Community Market, last record store. We all know that area well that live in Santa Rosa. So you had a lot of traffic going back and forth and Santa Rosa High School down the road. So you're in a good place with a good reputation. Mm -hmm. It's true. That's part of the reason why we decided to say yes. The location was so brilliant. It always already had a built-in vegetarian customer base. And then three days after opening, the world shut down with COVID. So we really didn't get that part of the business so very quickly we pivoted as fast as we could to do the DoorDash and the to-go and all the things that we could do and you know I don't know how we kept the doors open but we kept the doors open and I think in part because people were so excited to have a plant-based restaurant in Santa Rosa which really hadn't been here um, that we know of we've had vegetarian places but not fully plant-based well I think it's amazing that really these health crisis these life-threatening crises brought you together on a, on a shared vision about what your future and your kids' future wanted to look like. Absolutely. Yeah, when you discover something new, it's it's pretty. You you there is a um, you know um, 
an instinct to share it. You know, you you wanna you wanna help all your friends and family. You know, because you've seen you know how it improved yourself. You know, I mean, I'm kind of living proof that you can reverse heart disease, you can reverse diabetes, gout, high blood pressure, fatty liver, all these things that I used to have. I, you know, I slept terribly, I looked terrible. You were I, overweight. I felt terrible. I got up to 394 pounds. So as a six foot five guy, yeah. you know, you kind of carry it well. People always tell you and that. What are you at now? Uh, Two forty. Oh boy, it's a lot of weight loss. Yeah. So you're, I, I, and I mean this complimentarily. You're somewhat evangelical about this course that you're on. I, I, it's worked for you. Perhaps about helping spread the word about healthier eating, uh-huh. you know, and and healthier options. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a spokesman for the vegan movement. I like people to make their own decisions. I like a soft sell. You know, I like to show them what the options are rather than being preachy. Well, I think it was extremely creative and farsighted for you to include non-vegan vegetarian options on the menu. Uh, There aren't any. There's not. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, no. So every if, if you're thinking about if you've looked at the menu and seen you know titles like tenderloin or carne asada, oh, that was, that's all vegan. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that. a hamburger right. like a Impossible Burger. It's it's actually a blend of three proteins, and we make the patties by hand, and uh, you know mix in uh, you know some stir fried um, onions and garlic and fennel and and some uh, some herbs and aromatics things like that. So you brought in lunch for the crew here today. What did you bring in? I did. I brought a carne asada burrito, duxel tacos, a pesto tenderloin sandwich, stuffed jalapenos, a spicy rice zucchini bowl, and then the classic burger. That's all. <laughs> no, that's really wonderful. We'll take a quick two-minute break, then we'll jump into the menu, and we'll talk about the creation of the menu, what you both contributed, what you learned along the way, the the process of trying all these dishes before it makes the cut on the menu and what the, what the future is going to look like. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Charles White and Lisa Ladon from Cozy Plum, right here in Santa Rosa on Mendocino Avenue, our guest this morning on the KSRO Good Food Hour. Listen to the Brian Show, weekdays 9 to noon. This is Sonoma County's FM News Talk, KSRO. Hi, this is Allison Norman, host of the Real Estate Hour right here on KSRO. During the past two years, we've experienced a real estate market like nothing we've seen in recent history. As we head into the new year, homes are still selling, but the market is settling. Every year, people need to make a move. They move for work or family, get married, get divorced, have babies, need more space or less space. Loved ones pass and estates are liquidated. No matter the market, selling and buying strategies adjust and houses sell. If this is a year for you to make a move, let's take a look at your specific situation and come up with a plan. If you're thinking of selling, now is a great time to get your house on the market. Give me a call and I'll give you some honest advice and help you find the right strategy for the current market whether you decide to hire me as your realtor or not allison norman is a realtor with keller williams realty and host of the real estate hour sundays at 9 a.m on ksro make a no obligation appointment call or text 707-799-3617 dre license number 01720334 digital droplets from Waterdrop Digital. SEO, or search engine optimization, is the center of any digital marketing as it enhances natural website authority over organic search, optimizing a website's technical configuration, content relevance, link popularity, SERP rankings. This is Jasmine from Waterdrop Digital. SEO, or search engine optimization, is essentially a way to shorten the connection between your business and your potential customers. Digital marketing can feel complicated until you're working with the right partner. As a business owner, you have a lot to keep track of. And now along comes SEO. At Waterdrop Digital, we can help you understand what digital marketing is and how it will enhance your bottom line. It's all about connecting with that ideal customer profile. That feeling of drowning in the ever-changing world of digital marketing, gone. Let's just take it one drop at a time. Waterdrop Digital is your total digital solution. Learn more at waterdropdigital.com. It's been an amazing run. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you. Mahalo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Sonoma County. Thank you to all our wonderful patients who have consistently voted us Best Cosmetic Surgery Office six years in a row, and now Best Esthetician Services three years in a row. You continue to inspire us, and I want to thank you again. That's Dr. Walter Tom's team thanking you, Sonoma County, for voting Dr. Walter Tom the Press Democrat Best Cosmetic Surgeon. Why? He listens. He's highly skilled and dedicated to helping you, his patient. Yay! The best Botox, fillers, lasers, hair transplants, cosmetic surgery, and now the best skincare center. A true professional, cosmetic surgeon Dr. Walter Tom. Contact his office today for a free consultation online at drwaltertom.com. drwaltertom.com. We love you, Sonoma County. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. In the Chaos Arnold Kitchen, we have the folks from the beautiful, cozy Plum Restaurant. Charles White and Lisa Ladon joining me this hour, and they brought in a beautiful lunch for the crew to share this morning. But during the break, we talked about um, calling the restaurant vegan, but yet wanting to make sure that it's inclusive of everybody, and the term transitional came up. Yes, transitional. Um, we, we, we like that term. Um, I think it, 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 we, we use it um, in reference to people who are looking for um, some options. You know, a lot of people are afraid of the idea of vegan. And so, you know, they think it's going to be, you know, bland food that doesn't have assertive flavor profiles and, you know... Um, but it's, I think we, we knew early on that it was really important that we... Um, design the menu for well for for someone like me before i turned vegan because i wouldn't have been caught dead at a vegetarian or vegan restaurant in 2015 it just wasn't going to happen um and so uh you know what were those items that i that i discovered along the way that made me excited about veganism and it were a lot of it were the vegan meats that tasted like you know animal products and so um, that's really where we got the direction yeah i think it's so great because really your life was on the line if you didn't change your entire approach to food oh indeed it was yeah yeah, yeah. So, i mean it, i i so yeah heart failure is a very real thing you know when the doctor said you know your heart is functioning at 15 percent um i was i was scared how many of your friends looked at you like what this this is can't be charles talking this way i mean did were some alienated like whoa man what do you what no, no, they no, they no, were they were, no, that, that was the beautiful part there. Were, I mean, uh, the worst was a, a little bit of razzing from my friends who liked, you know, barbecue, you yeah. know, and, but that, that was all actually in just in jest, you know, um, no, everybody was incredibly supportive, especially when you're backing it with, with a health, um, you know, foundation rather than, you know, say like, um, a, a loud moral cause. And there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. mine was coming from health. I got it. People yeah. approach it from different directions. They approach Absolutely. it from, from generally three different directions, animals, their own health or the planet. And you, Lisa, you're on board with the exact same concept of the menu development as Charles. Yeah. I think that was the beautiful thing is we were just basically about once a week I'd come home and I'd try to veganize one item that I really loved and as we continued to kind of build this repertoire you know we we would share it with our friends and the whole idea is I didn't I still like mac and cheese and I still want to have mashed potatoes and gravy those are the things that we love and you know your our culture is built around the the dining room table or the festive table at holidays so how do we make that place a, a place that's welcome for everyone and the best compliment ever is when they taste it and go i can't believe this is vegan yeah especially mac and cheese yeah that's our, our, best our number one seller that's it, right. it is oh, oh yeah. yeah by far well that's a high bar because people that know and love mac and cheese they're not going to settle for anything that doesn't satisfy yeah. with, with mouthfeel with taste it's got to deliver 
We yeah. sell four times more mac and cheese than anything else on the menu. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. They're looking at the appetizer menus. Then tater tots and pesto grilled cheese. Again, the grilled cheese got a scent. All these have to, everyone knows what these are. Mm-hmm. You not, No one's going to be fooled by something that doesn't deliver. So you're obviously delivering all the flavor and taste. And that's because these non-meat-based, non-dairy-based products have come so far even the five, six, seven years that you went vegan, Charles. They have, they have, they really have. Um, you know, uh, a lot of these things though, they, they, there's no need for them not to be vegan, honestly. Um, the only help that we get, like on the pesto grilled cheese is obviously the cheese, but mm-hmm. I mean, we, you could actually make that from cashews or sunflowers or something like that, you know. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it's not as difficult as people think. Okay, then we get into the salads. Well, that's easy, that's, that's a no-brainer. But then we get into the burgers, the classic, the mushroom gouda, the barbecue bacon cheddar. These excite the senses and the palate. So this must have taken some time to really nail, seems to well, me. Well, the menu is, is, um, is, is quite a bit more hefty and diverse than when we opened. Uh, I'm a different person at this point. Um, Oh, you know, three years ago, I was scared and insecure and had no idea what I was doing. And it, and I, you know, I may not be seasoned yet, but I'm not a rookie anymore. Yeah. Um, I yep. hope th- I hope the menu reflects that. And then sandwiches, pesto tenderloin, and of course, people that are meat eaters. Well, come on, but you found an, an analog or another term to describe that that mimics the taste and the flavor and the mouth and that of, of a tenderloin, like a pork tenderloin. kind of a pork tenderloin. That's right. Yep. So the key to all of this is the sauces. And that is where Chef Charles's brilliance has come through. Because you can buy these products in any grocery store now. But it's the creation of the sauces that go with it uh-huh. and the way he's treated these proteins that has really kind of lit our restaurant on fire and made it so popular because that pesto is you can't get anywhere else it's only in our restaurant and it's so delicious so really the sauces i think you've spent probably more time than anything to develop to really be a signature item at the restaurant that's that's where it started you know because initially i'll I'll, i you know without experience i didn't have huge visions of becoming a chef i didn't even know what the difference between a line cook and a chef was somebody had to tell me um, and so it took me a while to really own that, that title, um, about a year and a half or even two years before I actually wore it and wore it proudly. Well, then we have the tacos. Well, that's a real popular category. Carne asada, that leaped out at me because that's one of my favorite meat-based items. But I sure would like, I'll be glad to try yours when I come in. Carnitas, there's another one that's that one. you've been able to nail to. Burritos and wraps. And do we have we have a few desserts on the back we do i don't have anything to do with the desserts other than i'm the one that chooses to bring them into the restaurant um but i don't make any yet we're going to work on that in sebastopol oh i love it organic peanut butter cups oh man that's sonoma chocolatiers specially made for us oh fabulous uh belly mochi a miso maple banana bread with a vanilla bean ube so this is a non-dairy ice cream uh it's actually it's like a soft chewy cookie made of made of rice flour a soft chewy like it's it's it or something uh it's a it's a thick dense Mm -hmm. uh you know about a two and a half inch diameter um rice flour slightly sweet absolutely delicious i may have to stop there after the show (laughs) yeah they're really good we'll we'll take a break we'll come back we have about uh, five minutes left with lisa ladon and charles white co-owners of cozy plum on Mendocino Avenue. What's the exact address? 1899 Mendocino Avenue, Suite B, next to the last record store. Right next to the last record store. Thanks. Back after this. The Guy Benson Show on KSRO. Fast-paced political and cultural insights from a right-leaning perspective. Weeknights, 6 to 9 p.m. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, where it's fun to shop healthy. Your food is fresh and provided by local farmers and ranchers. These farmers offer the freshest local produce and select beef, pork, seafood, and freshly made sausages. A variety of cheese, eggs, and dairy are all at the market. March brings fresh salad greens and avocados, variety of olives, strawberries, fanciful dates, and plant starts. Shop the market's creative local artisans. There's fresh made pastries, 
including gluten-free and breads that are still warm. Enjoy coffee, breakfast, or lunch from the market's variety of prepared food. Try the delicious, sweet and savory real French grapes made to order. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, winner of the Press Democrats Best of Award. Open Wednesdays and Saturdays, 8.30 to 1 p.m. at the Luther Burbank Center for the Arts. The Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market, where it's always fresh, local, and fun. Are the continuous rising energy bills crushing you? Want to pay less for your home's electricity and lock in that lower rate into the future? Your family deserves the best. And when it comes to powering your home, there's no better provider than Simply Solar. With Simply Solar, Goling Solar has never been easier. From our expert consultants to our in-house installers and the best financing, no payments for 18 months. Take advantage of the solar tax credit before it's gone. Going with Simply Solar means more money in your pocket for the things that matter, plus clean and renewable power to light up your home and family. Call now for a free consultation. For our Central Valley listeners, mention this radio ad for $1,000 off your solar system. Net metering ends in California on April 13th. Call Simply Solar at 707-791-2066 now. That's 707-791-2066. Simply Solar. Keeping solar simple. 707-791-2066. What do you do when your house cries, new windows, but your bank account says, I don't think so. Hi, I'm John Gorman with Save Energy Company. Some people choose to do a few windows now and others later. Another choice is to find a budget-friendly financing option. We offer a wide range, including no interest, no payments for one year. This makes it possible to get all the windows and doors done at once while helping you avoid future price increases and enjoying all the benefits now. For more, visit SaveEnergyCo.com. The Charles M. Schultz Sonoma County Airport is ready for you when you're ready to fly. Take a quick trip on a direct flight to one of our great destinations. On the way to the terminal, you can enjoy a pre-flight wine tasting. Grab a quick snack, fresh baked goods, or a full meal and drinks. You have options, and they're right in your backyard. Go to flysts.com and book your flight and reserve parking. Skip the Bay Area traffic. Travel relaxed at the Sonoma County Airport. FlySTS.com. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. Well, we're down to the last two or three minutes with Lisa and Charles from Cozy Plum Restaurant. Delighted that they could come in and so thoughtful uh, to bring in some lunch for myself and and our crew. You also have a full espresso bar, I notice. We do. We carry um, Flying Goat Coffee exclusively. Oh, Oh. Can't get better than that. Cannot get better than that. We open at 7 a.m. seven days a week now. And you also have a beer and cider? We do. So that's going to continue in the Sebastopol? That will continue. Sebastopol will have bottles of the same same beers that we carry uh, on tap here. What is going to be different, if there is going to be something different, at the McKinley Street location in Sebastopol? When you I'm, open? I'm in a general, very quickly, I'm going to uh, remove tacos and we're going to replace the tacos with pizza. So if you oh. want a taco, you got to go to Santa Rosa. If you want a pizza, you go to Sebastopol. Whoa, that is, I got to tell you, I got to take my hat off to you. Pizza is a competitive field. It is. <laughs> There's not a lot of vegan pizza around here, though. Oh, yeah. So. So you've been working hard on this. I've been dough? working hard on it. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'm I'm close to I'm close to where I want to get. I eventually do want to do a, a you know a, a proper old school slow rise sourdough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to tackle that right away though. I want to just get a, a good recipe made and get the pizzas out the door first, okay. but and then we'll evolve into that. And we'll have vegan sausage, pepperoni, all the usual toppings. Available. Yeah, I. I, I at this point, I want to focus on more veggie-centric stuff, though, and and as creative as I can get. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rely too much on the prepackaged meats, though. You know, the man, vegan meats. Man. And when do you anticipate opening the Sebastopol location? Please. So we have all our paperwork into the city of Sebastopol. We're just waiting for that business license to come through. But Charles has been in there ready to go. So as soon as they say go, we're going to open those doors pretty quickly. We'll do a soft open for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to be open definitely in the spring. Well, let us know so we can let our listeners know. We sure will. Congratulations on the success. The community's really embraced you. And uh, why not? The menu's great, and I've eaten there several times, and I love it. The vegan frittata, really good. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's really really good. I was thinking maybe they'll bring the frittata. But I can't bring everything on the menu. So thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Pleasure meeting you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.